and welcome to SoundingTheLight.com, the place where you can connect to real artists, real stories, real talk. My name is Tara Tucker. I'm going to be your host today. I just want to thank you so much for being with me today. Wherever you are, I hope that your day is good. And if it's not, I hope that uh, coming and listening and uh, visiting me here on Sounding the Light will make it a little bit better. Today, I've got a really great guest to uh, introduce to you. Her name is Emily Cole. She is a singer-songwriter with absolutely gorgeous vocals and a really beautiful way of writing her songs. I can't wait to share them with you. Uh, she, <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell you where she's from because she's kind of been all over the place, as you'll hear in the upcoming interview here in a, in a couple of minutes. She has been working with a, a mission group called Youth with a Mission, and she has been to several different countries, um, working at orphanages and uh, in other places of need, and also being able to use her own music to really reach into the lives of others and show the love of God to other people. I love her heart to, and you know, not only use her musical giftings, but also get involved with people who need to come in contact with the love of God. God, and she really does that. And in the process, solidifying her own relationship with Jesus Christ. I was able to Skype with her a couple of days ago. And uh, just before I run that interview, I would like to share one of her songs with you. This one is called uh, Learning to Be Children, off of her first album titled Chasing Fireflies. Uh, So what I'll do is I'll just go ahead and play this song, and then we'll run right into the interview with Emily Cole. Time is a cruel thing Never leaving me alone Before you know it, you've grown too fast Before you know it, time goes fast So where are we going? Where have we been? We can't keep on going Don't lose sight 
So Emily, welcome to Sounding the Light. I'm so glad you could be on here today. How are you? I'm doing good, thank you. I'm so glad to be on the show. Um, it sounded like you had a, a pretty full day before this. What were you doing? Um, I work at Starbucks as a barista, so I actually just got done with a nine-hour shift about two hours ago. Oh wow! So does the 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 fact I'm sure that you get you get free coffee as a perk? Yes. Tons of free coffee while I'm working, which is so really awesome. Nice. Does it does it help with the long hours? It definitely does, especially when I open because we open around five thirty ish. So I have to be up around four to get there on time. So I'm pretty much downing the coffee when I've opened at Starbucks. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, we just heard your song, Learning to Be Children. Um, can you talk about that one a little bit? Yeah, totally. So Learning to Be Children was actually a song that um, I had written when I was living in Germany for about four months. Wow. What were you doing in Germany? Um, I was working with an organization called Youth with a Mission out there. Okay. Yeah, which is actually the one that I was with in Kona, Hawaii as well. Awesome. So um, there was a time where I was there about a month early before like the school with Youth with Commission started. And so I had all this time just kind of sitting in this random apartment in Germany. And so <laughs> during that time, um, I just like started to like sing a lot and just try to write my own songs. And I barely knew the guitar at the time. So <laughs> I was trying to learn maybe more guitar as well. Um, but like with learning to be children, I was sitting there and all of a sudden I remembered someone saying, you know, you can't always like write songs with chords that you already know. Sometimes it's best to write it without any instruments so that you can be more creative with your sound and with melodies. Oh, that's great advice. Yeah, I know. It was really smart. Hmm. Um, and it's so true, but so I was like, okay, I've like limited myself a lot because all <laughs> I had was guitar and they didn't know it. Um, so I just like started to like hear this melody in my mind and I just started kind of like making a beat on my, with my hands. Yes. And then I just like started singing and like all the lyrics came to me and I just, yeah, I wrote the song pretty randomly actually. So. Wow. Yeah. You're really talented if that's just, you know, what came out in a random <laughs> time. <laughs> uh, thanks. I, I love the fact too, uh, the subject matter of the song that, you know, so many, um, young people, older people, whatever, you know, we kind of want to get out of the children's stage. And so that's what our whole right. goal is. You know, we want to be adults. And of course, then when we get to right. adults, we don't want to be adults anymore. But anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I love the fact that you, you just so embraced uh, the idea of, of just loving childhood and not just childhood, but you know, that's, that's the way that God wants us to be is to be childlike, mm-hmm. especially when we come to him. So it's always definitely been like a part of me and who I am. Mm-hmm. My biggest thing is like children, you know, believe things that they're told so easily and they're so trusting and there's no doubt in their heart. And that's my biggest thing is like, when I say I want to be like a child, it's like, I want to be able to say like, God, like, what do you want me to do? And he tell me, he like, tell me a dream. And I'm hmm. like, yeah, 
I can totally do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think that's one of my things, and then, like, the, definitely the joy and the innocence of being a child as well is just also so amazing. I love that. What a great, what a great song. Thank you. Uh, so speaking of, of being, you know, a child, <laughs> where were you born? Um, I was born in uh, Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents and I were living out there for um, quite a few years. They actually felt like God told them, hey, like, we want you, I want you to move into the hood of Detroit and mm-hmm reached out to the children out there because, um, yeah, there's just a lot of brokenness in where we were and, um, the drug dealers, like they never were around for their children. And so we started to reach out to their kids and like really take care of them. And when people needed anything in our neighborhood, you know, we would go and just like take care of the children. So Hmm. they actually started a church at our house, um, with the kids from like all the drug dealers and they would come every Sunday and we just love on them. And oh, so wow. yeah, that, that's why I was born in Detroit. Um, so we were in the middle of doing that when I was born. So, uh, what, is, what is your favorite growing up memory? One of my favorite things is, um, I, after we lived in Detroit, uh, my family and I moved to a little place called Brown city, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was in the middle of nowhere and we had like so much land that I could just go around on. And we had like this beautiful, like huge garden with these beautiful flowers. And, um, a lot of times, like I just loved using my imagination. I loved like to sing. And so most of my days, like my favorite thing about my childhood was like, I just would go into the garden and I would just sing whatever came (laughs) to my heart, like about Jesus and, Mm -hmm. you know, life. And I would just, spend hours in our garden, even though it probably really wasn't that big, but to my mind, it was like the biggest <laughs> right. garden in the world. <laughs> I bet if you went back to visit it now, I'd be like, really? Was it was Yeah, it I know. Small? You'd be like, it's so small. <laughs> but for me, it was like my little place, like in our mm-hmm. house where I could go and like anything could happen. Mm-hmm. My imagination would go wild. So is that when you first um, really got into music was singing out there? Yeah. Um, my parents said like, before I could like really even talk, I was singing and, um, I was always a really shy kid though. And I, my parents would want me to sing for company that would come over, like even close to being like 13, uh-huh. they'd be like, Emily, we want you to sing for our guests. And I was so scared and I like hated singing in front of people. So I would make them all be quiet and I would stand behind a wall so they couldn't see me so I could sing. <laughs> so I, like, I was just so shy and, like, so insecure, but, I mean, I loved it. Like, I used to spend so many hours in my room just, like, playing piano, making up songs and singing. So it's always been from a young age, but mm-hmm. I've only been singing in front of people for about three and a half years. Wow, so, yeah. really? Yeah. When I listen to your songs... uh I, first of all, I just I love your style. I love your vocals and the and the way that you put your songs together. Um, Thank you. And I find that you have a very uh, deep and very mature way of writing and singing. Um, what do you attribute that to? I think a lot of it comes from um, possibly like from growing up. My parents were always very uh, vulnerable and real and raw with us, mm. and so. Um, for me, it's like I've gone through maybe not as hard stuff as some people, obviously, in their lives. and um, But I've had my struggles and I had my up and down. So 
for me, I always write from this place of experience of what I've gone through and what it felt for me. And so um, with my music, it's like I've always wanted to be as raw and as vulnerable as possible so people could see, like, through my music, it's not just songs, but you really are getting a glimpse into who I am and who, Hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, my heart, basically. Mm -hmm. Is that yeah. hard for you to to get there and let that out? Or is it um, like therapy or, you know, more of a relief or an outlet for you? Right. Um, it is at times. Pretty much every song that I've written has been in the moment of something happening, you mm. know, or in the moment of me feeling an emotion from like the past. And so sometimes it's like, I'm going through a hard time. I pick up the ukulele or the guitar, not you know, <laughs> and just start singing. And that's what comes out of me. How was it that God became such a part of your life? Um, Well, I always grew up um, as, like, I mean, I always knew about the Lord. My mom has always been, like, pushing us towards the Lord since I was young, and my Mm -hmm. dad was, like, in ministry. Um, And like I said, like, I've always known he was, like, who he was, Mm -hmm. um, just because of, like, his faithfulness and, like, even my family. Like, both my parents, before they saved um, actually, both came out of homosexuality, and mm. God totally, like, saved them, and just, wow. not even just, like, you know, from that, it's like, they, he, he experienced, like, they experienced the love of Jesus. Wow. And so, for me, like, I always knew of, like, God's great redemption, and I always saw all these broken people come into my home, like, that my parents were taking care of, and, like, God would show His love towards the brokenhearted. And um, and I was always obsessed with Mother Teresa when I was young, and I just <laughs> I loved her and her heart. Hmm. And so, like, I always knew that he was close to the brokenhearted. But um, I gave my life to the Lord at a very young age. Um, but after, you know, you go through stuff as a teenager, hmm. and, you know, you yeah. experience, you know, the struggles of growing up around all, like, in a sinful world, obviously. Yes. And um, so when I was, like, about 11... Um, I was, like, exposed to, like, pornography and everything. And so mm-hmm. in that, I, like, felt so much shame. In mm-hmm. that point, I think that's when it was most attacked, my relationship with the Lord. And it was pretty rough for a few years because I just always felt, like, dirty and ashamed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm supposed to be this good Christian girl, and, like, this happened to me, and now I'm, you know, ruined, basically. And so I pretended like I was great. But I think um, in about this uh, fall of 2011, I was sitting, and my sister was leading worship, and I was singing with her, um, and all of a sudden, I just hear this voice say, you know, like, I love you, and that was, hmm. like, I was like, what? And he was like, I love you, and I was like, how can you love me? Like, I'm so dirty, and I'm so broken, and, like, I'm not perfect. How can you love me? I was I was just so consumed that he was disappointed that he didn't love me, that, you know, I was far gone or whatever. And even though for some people it'd be like, oh, that's not a big struggle. But for me, it felt huge. And so I just kept hearing him say, like, I love you. I love you. And finally, like about like the third time I heard it, I just like broke down and I started Hmm. weeping. And just like for the first time, I feel like I fully understood like his love as a father not just as someone, like, pointing their finger at my sin, because that's what he's not about. Like, he came to die on the cross for our sins, and so that he, we could know his love. It wasn't about how we could follow these rules and regulations, but it was like, no, I want you to know I love you. 
and I want to see you come out of these like places of hidden shame or whatever so that you can be free and I can take that burden from you. And so, yeah, that was when I first encountered his love. And I remember that night I just cried for, I think it was like three hours straight. I could stop crying because I fully like realized like his love for me. And so, yeah, I think that's really the time when I fully gave my heart to him. That is powerful. Yeah. I love hearing testimonies of real power of Jesus. Yeah. I'm sure you heard several times in your life that, you know, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you. But when it really, really hits and he gets past all the surface and he's, you know, shooting right at your heart, like, I love you. That's wow. I love it. What inspires you the most? Is there something that you would say, um, you know, is like a theme or an overall uh, reason why you write? Yeah, um, definitely just experiencing God's love, you know, and how tangible and real it is. Mm-hmm. But like experiencing it, and um, not to sound like a hippie, but like <laughs> nature really inspires me. And like that's why you hear a lot of like themes of, you know, fireflies, yeah. trees, rain, like it. all this stuff is because, I mean, I get so inspired by his beauty and. Um, most of the time, I mean, rain is like one of the most inspiring things for me. Um, I have lived in Ireland before and like, I remember I was like the most inspired because it would rain every day. And, you know, I was like, I'm in my element. (laughs) For me, it's like the Lord, like showing in daily little things, like as the snow falls or the rain falls or, you know, as I see like light coming from like fireflies or, you know, Mm. in the Julian children's faces, it's like. It's every, like, little everyday things that really inspire me of, like, God saying, hey, I love you, and like, little aspects, things that I love, you know? Mm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. So, speaking of fireflies and all of that, talk about your first project. How did that come about? It's, it's, uh... uh chasing Fireflies. Chasing Fireflies. It, um, it was my first EP. Um, I recorded it when I was... I, I believe I was 16 when I recorded it. <laughs> so basically these were songs I had written like in different places of the world. And mm-hmm. I started like coming together and like putting these songs. And honestly, I was, I've always been very insecure in music and never thought I was like, I never thought I had something that I'm like, I'll record this, but I don't think anyone's going to listen, you know? Isn't that crazy? I can probably point out 85% of musicians out there, maybe even 99, who feel the same way. Exactly. They're like, oh, I'm not so good. It's and crazy. It is. And so it's just insane to see, like, with musicians, it's like most of the time is like their biggest insecurity is music, yep. but that's like what they're going for. So. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I have a friend, um, his name is Seth, and I sent him... The song ideas, because he's helped with music a lot over, you know, his life. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, hey, what do you think of these? Would you, you know, be willing to, like, help me record? Because I had no experience of putting songs together. Or, you know, and I didn't, I didn't know a lot of guitars, so I was mm-hmm. like, I need someone more experienced. And he's like, yeah, totally. So we spent some time, like, before we went in the studio, and we just, like, dialed down the songs and, like, the arrangement. So it kind of just came about pretty random, and I was like, okay, like, I'll record, even though I was, like, so insecure. <laughs> As a young teenager, I was like, I'll do it. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, it's kind of where it came out of. So you also have another album that you have just put out. Is that right? Can you talk yes. a little bit about this latest project, a new release? 
which congratulations on the on that by the way that's really exciting it just came out what august 4th is that right yes that's correct that's very exciting so talk a little bit about that one um so neverland is kind of um just a collection of songs that i've written over the past like two two and a half ish years because um some of them i did write like right after the last album came out Mm -hmm. um but um, I was just kind of feeling like it had been a long time since I had released anything, and I had gone through so many different seasons in my life. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every song was written in a different one. I had the song. I wanted to share it with, you know, people who really have inspired me and pushed me for, like, to continue doing music. So, mm-hmm. Very yeah. cool. Many of the songs you hear are pretty much, like, love songs and songs about, like, God coming and it's never in very clear up in your face like oh this is <laughs> it's about Jesus and I say Jesus every other word but uh-huh. the whole song is basically like my love song to the Lord is like you know I want people to experience what I've experienced about like him taking away your shame and bringing his love so mm-hmm. I think that's the over like arching theme of it is just like the love of God and his mercy you know mm-hmm. so that's beautiful so do you have a favorite song on that album I do. Um, it's I'm Falling. Yeah, I love that one. Beautiful song. Will you talk about that one a little bit, and then I can play it? So I'm Falling is actually a song that I wrote. Um, I was living in Ireland for about four months back in, um, I think I moved there June of 2013. Hmm. Um, I had gone with my parents to help them teach at a school out there. And then I just really felt like I was supposed to stay hmm. for a season. And so I stayed um, there in Ireland, and I ended up going to this place called Kylemore Abbey, which is up in the north of Ireland. And um, it's this place where these Catholic nuns, um, they live in this castle that someone hmm. donated to them. And so I was able to actually live with the nuns for about two weeks. Oh, my goodness. Um, and, like, go to their, like, services like and you know behind the scenes like see how they kind of live their life yeah um so during that time I actually had a moment where um it wasn't like ever anything big but I just like felt kind of like disappointed in myself and I was like man you know like Emily can't you get your life together you know (laughs) and I was just like okay like I've messed up I'll probably be in a funk for a while. Like, I'll probably, like, you know, Lord's not going to talk to me, which is, you know, <laughs> completely false and not true. And I remember I was in a worship time that very night of the t- day that I was just, I, I beat myself up so easily. Yeah. So just so you know <laughs> about me, because I'm, like, my worst critic most times. Um, <laughs> but I was sitting there, and I was, like, just worshiping, and I remember, like, I was like, okay, like, I was in this back room, no one could see me, and I was like, I just kind of feel like dancing. And Like, <laughs> I don't dance. I'm a terrible dancer. Not my gifting. <laughs> That's the best like, kind. Definitely everyone's, yeah. <laughs> everyone's like, definitely stick with music. Do not dance ever again. So, but I was like, okay, I just feel like dancing. And so I just started dancing while the music's playing and everybody's just singing and no one could see me. <laughs> and I was just trying to dance before the Lord. And then I just all of a sudden was just overwhelmed in like this giddy love. And I, that is one of the most tangible times I've ever had where other than when I first gave my life to the Lord, where I felt like he was like showing me like, no, like I'm so in love with you. Mm. And some of the moments where you're most disappointed, it's yeah. just like, 
God doesn't care, you know? Yeah. We so easily will be like, oh, Lord, forgive me, Lord, forgive me, Lord, forgive me, over and over. It's a good thing to be repentant. Mm -hmm. But like, he's like, the minute you ask for my forgiveness, you had it. You're my daughter. The very mention of your name gives me
So that song was once again, I'm Falling by Emily Cole. And Emily, that's just such a beautiful song. Um, and and you thank, know, thank you. you for allowing me to share that. Just gorgeous. Well, yeah, um, I appreciate it. So as, you, as we've been talking, you've been talking about being in several different countries in the world. <laughs> Will you tell yeah. me, you know, what it is that has, that has led you around? Um, so my family and I, we were at the International House of Prayer for about seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad was on leadership there, and um, but with my parents, they go to like different churches and they teach. Um, just um, they go into a lot of like inner healing, like why you do what you do, and mm-hmm. like how sometimes when you are you won't be able to let go of things, or you've been hurt, or you haven't dealt with things, how it can sometimes you know hold you down from being yourself or letting go, and mm-hmm. and so um, they were invited to go to Kona, Hawaii. And he's in this, I know, right? (laughs) Um, But they went there and they just felt this connection like instantly there. Hmm. So we like all prayed together and we all felt we were supposed to go. So um, we all moved to Kona, Hawaii in January Mm -hmm. 2011 um, as a family. And there's a thing called uh, Discipleship Training School, which Youth with a Mission um, runs there. And basically it's three months of biblical and um, practical missional training. Uh-huh. And then you have three months where you live in another country with a small team and you do missions work um, in whatever practical ways that the area might need. Um, and most of the time you're connecting with believers that are already there long term. Um, so that's what our family was doing with Youth with a Mission, but I was too young at the time. So I went with my parents to Cambodia, but I couldn't hmm. have the school go towards my credit and I really wanted to do my own anyway and mm-hmm. just like you know get this experience of like knowing the Lord for myself and what I believed and not just being pulled so that's when I had gone to Germany so that I could do my discipleship training school yeah. away from my family and have the same experience and so that's how we had first gotten involved with Jesus mission wow so where have you been uh you know with that uh, what what countries have you been to Okay, <laughs> I've been to Canada, I've been to Mexico, uh, Turkey, Wales, England, Ireland, um, Cambodia, Thailand, Korea. I feel like there's more, but I'm forgetting. <laughs> but those are, those are really like the, the main ones yeah. that I've, I've, I've been to. And when you go to these countries, you know, what do you do? Uh, basically, like in Cambodia, what I did there was um, ministry to an orphanage. Um, we would go there every day and just like love on the kids, teach them about Jesus, and mm. we had a translator with us. And with that, like we helped like clean the orphanage to love on the children, feed them, and teach them different things about the Lord. Um, so again, it's very different for every location that you go to because. Um, you know, if you go to like Ireland or Wales, like it's not going to be the same right. mm-hmm. stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I've just been able to help a lot with people that are already there. And sometimes I use my music to 
you know, be able to minister to the people that are there long term because we just get so, you know, worn out because like we're mm. there for two months, but they've been there for years. Right. And so, wow. Um, I really enjoy like being able to pour back into them because, you know, even though we are there for, you know, doing the missions work, it's always good to like refresh the people that have been so faithful to like, love on the people mm. of these nations, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, we've come to the end of our session today. Thank you so much, Emily, for taking the time yeah. to uh, to visit us here on Sounding the Light. Really appreciate what you have to share. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate the the uh, time that you've given, not just to music, but you know, given of your your whole entire life to helping others and 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 reaching others. Uh, you know, touching them with the love of Christ like that. That's just really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Well, folks, I hope that you enjoyed listening to this interview with Emily Cole today. If you liked her music and would like to hear more from her, um, there are some links here on her podcast page. And if you click on those, it'll take you directly to her official website as well as her Facebook page where you can stay in touch. And speaking of staying in touch, I hope you come back to visit me here on SoundingTheLight.com. If you haven't had a chance to listen to all of the podcasts here on this site, you are welcome to spend as much time as you want to going through our guest interviews. They're all amazing. Also, if you would like to, you may click on the link to subscribe to the podcast. And uh, that just means that you'll never miss one anytime that I put up a new uh, artist interview. It will show up right in your iTunes feed. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day and a wonderful rest of your week. God bless.